the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. You're more than welcome to join us if you have a car question or a car problem or if you had an issue with respect to the repair of your car and you're a little unclear about why and when and how and how much and all that kind of stuff, then I can probably guide you. I can probably help you, um, depending on the amount. It's kind of like a computer, and I'm not saying I'm a computer, but it's, you know, it's junk in is junk out and good in is good out. And, and a lot of times there's three answers to my questions. Yes, no, or I don't know. Now, the guys have a tough time with the I don't know part. <laughs> the women don't. <laughs> and so, and, and, and if you give us an answer, uh, give me an answer, and I go left when really I should have gone right, I probably won't ever get there. But there's three answers. Yes, no, or I don't know. That's it. That's how it goes. So when we talk about car and car repair issues, the thing, as you can tell, the thing that really drives me crazy is the Internet because there's so many people out there. I'm a part of a lot of Facebook four-wheel drive clubs, car clubs, and stuff like that, and I, I shudder when I read some of the stuff that's on there where one guy will ask a question and 20 guys will chime in and I agree with five of the 20 guys and the other guys are just on another planet with respect to symptom analysis. If if you've been with us for an hour and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, the very first caller was uh, Paul with a 70 uh, Chevy pickup and he put an HEI, high energy ignition distributor, an electronic distributor, a GM electronic distributor, in a car in his truck that came with points and condenser. It's a very common issue. And so he says it backfired and then it died. And then it cranks and it doesn't start. Well, those are classic symptoms. But the backfire is often misdiagnosed as a broken valve spring or a burnt valve. So people will tell you on the Internet that you probably have a burnt valve or you have a broken valve spring and you'll spend the rest of your life going through 16 valves and 16 springs. The backfire is because the pickup assembly is part of the timing, and the pickup assembly had a late signal which caused a backfire. And then he says it cranks, but it doesn't start, and it it all happened in a a period of 10, 15 seconds. Everything's fine to, I'm off, you know, it's not starting and running. So those of us that have been in the industry a lot, the the real issue is, is that he put this in 10 years ago, and the where part of this distributor is the distributor cap and the pickup assembly. And then we kind of talked about it, and I'm hoping he's just going to take his distributor out and go down to the auto parts store and get another one. Because there's three components in that distributor. There should be a coil, there should be a pickup assembly, and there should be a module. 
And he'll get all of those new by buying a rebuilt distributor. So that might be best for what he's got. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Another good shop in town that has my... my I know the guys that own these shops. I have their cell phone numbers. They have mine. I refer people to shops all over the valley all the time because I can't handle everybody. We're in Tempe. So I'm not going to, if you're in Central Phoenix, I'm going to send you to 25th Street Auto. I'm going to send you to, to a couple of other shops there. If you're in the Northeast, I'm going to send you to Blackwell. If you're in Mesa, I'm going to send you to Thompson's because that's what I do. This show isn't about me and butter and my bread. This show is about helping you with your car repair problems. And and I've been doing it since 1988, actually. Started in another station, but I just passed my 10 years here at KKNT. And I started in 2011. And so here we are 10 years later. 602-508-0960. What, what's important, though, on the, on the shop is the uh, a guy like Tom over at Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known him since 1983. I know Tom as well as all the rest of the owners. They're honest. They're dependable. Usually it's a family operation where the wife does the business or the daughter does the business or even the daughter can be a technician or she can be doing oil changes. There's all kinds of that happening. Kind of good for our industry, by the way, too. We also have lots of family-owned operations that are second generation. And that's real impressive as well. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Deer Valley, Tom's been servicing the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. I met him just before that, and I've always liked him, and I know he has a tremendous amount of integrity. So that's Action Auto. Gil, we got somebody? Yes, we do. We say hello to Rob. Rob, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. I have a question about a 2020 Toyota Sienna that we purchased last year, early last year. And... uh, my wife is the one that drives this car, and the steering wheel occasionally locks up on her when she tries to start it. And when she made inquiry about it, uh, we were told first by the dealer that it was just that when we parked it, tires weren't straight, and we had to make sure the tires were straight. And he said the way to release this is to pull the steering wheel back and forth in, in opposite directions, and then it will, will kick in and you can start the car. And then we later heard that that was a feature, of anti-theft feature. Uh, and I just don't know what the problem is with it. I wonder if you have heard heard of it before. Well, this 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 is my world. You, so let's go back to the beginning and let's say, when it happens, I want you to describe quickly what it is. For instance, is this a situation where? Monday morning, you go out to the car, or Wednesday morning or Friday morning, who cares? That morning, you go out to the car, you put your key in the ignition, and you can't turn it to the start position? It won't go to the start position? Hi, this is Mary, um, the driver. And, uh, no, I've been out running errands, and I come back to the car Okay, uh, from being in a store. Okay. Now, when you come back to the car, do you have to put a key in it, or do you have a fob that just talks to the car? No, I have a key, and the key won't move. I okay. have no. All right. Yeah, I have no starter. And then the, the steering wheel won't move, and the key won't move. Okay, so I, I need just yes and no's right now. Okay, so you get back in your car. You've just done shopping, and it was fine there. You put your key in, in the. Is it in the steering wheel or in the dash? It's in the steering wheel. Okay, so you put your key in the steering wheel, and when you go to turn it to the crank position, the r- 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 it won't move. 
the key won't move from the position right. when you stick it in. Now, right. at that particular time, do you take your left hand and do you grab a hold of the steering wheel like at 11 o'clock and do you pull and push on the steering wheel with your right hand? You're trying to unlock the ignition. Have you tried it that way? I, I have uh, arthritis, bad arthritis. My husband's usually with me, so okay. he does the yanking. Rob? It, it has to be yanked very hard. Okay. Okay, so so what I'm hearing is is you're going to have to take your left hand and you're going to have to either pull down or push up. You're going to pull it clock, counterclockwise or clockwise, and then the key releases. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, okay. Um, let me ask you this. I want you to pay attention to this. When when you park your car, take your hands off the steering wheel. You've put it in park. You're sitting there and everything's fine. When you turn the key off, I want to know if the steering wheel moves. Okay? I don't want the steering wheel to go left and then jerk right a little bit. I don't want that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen Yeah. Sometimes the power steering has a center point to it. And sometimes the steering wheel will want to go back to center because it was parked with the steering wheel slightly off. Second question is, does this happen on flat parking spots as well as tilted parking spots? I couldn't say. Okay. Um, sometimes when you're in a parking lot, when you park close to the building, the... the uh, the uh, parking space is slightly elevated upwards, right. so the car isn't. So pay attention to that. Um, I most of the time, well, ninety percent of the time, it, it's fair to say when I've been across this, is it is a problem with the centering of the steering wheel. And most likely, and most of the time, I remember distinctly one one gentleman. His driveway went up and left, and it was at a slope. And so, and so when he got up there, he turned the key off, and it, and it took a little bit of, 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 of muscle to straighten the steering wheel to get the key to move to the start position. Um, how many miles are on this, this uh, Toyota? About 9,500. Okay. This is, a, this is a serious issue, um, it's not necessarily a safety issue with respect to you being in an accident, but it is a safety issue with you being somebody in a parking lot in the middle of the evening after dark at 8 o'clock and when they're closing the shopping center at 9. That that becomes a safety issue because now all of a sudden you're, you're, a, you're a, a woman stuck in your car because of this problem. I would probably elevate this a little bit at the dealership level, and I would explain to them that this is this is um, beyond your ability to overcome and that um, it does it and uh, I, you can say that you talk to Mark Salem on the radio and Mark says this is a fixable issue I don't know what's going to be the fix but it, we all agree I think they agree and you agree and I agree this shouldn't be happening No, and, and it has nothing to do with the anti-theft feature of the car is what they told us last it, it doesn't and I, I, I wouldn't want you to press that with respect to, I want you to look at the anti-theft because that's what I saw on the internet. That's right. that's a re- bad idea. Bad idea. The anti-theft has has to do has has nothing to do with what you're talking about. 
Nothing. Nothing. Mark, I think you've hit it on it also because I've noticed that the steering wheel has been perpendicular. The the column, the not the column, uh, the center bar of the steering wheel has yes. been perpendicular when it does happen. And okay, somebody now, else told me always make sure that that center bar is uh, from left to right, centered okay. horizontal. 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 The, you are exactly right. You are exactly right. The The sweet spot of your steering wheel is left to right, hor- horizontal. And under the best of conditions, when you when you put it there, till you took your hand off the steering wheel and then you shut the key off. I don't want your hands on the steering wheel when you shut the key off. Got it. You, and, and that way, now, I know my mother, my mother's gone, but she can still hear me. Um, my mom used to, <laughs> my mom, my mom, she had her, she had so many hands and fingers that she could put on her sunglasses. She could grab her purse. She could open the door. She could pop her seatbelt and shut the car off all at the same time. And that created problems with the steering wheel because oftentimes she turned left into a parking spot. And so she had a tough time getting her key out because the steering wheel would would have preferred to be slightly more straight. And so what I did was, is I went in underneath the steering wheel, and there's some holes in a big plate, and I just made the holes bigger for her. And it still had a locking steering wheel, which is an anti-theft device, but we're not talking about the anti-theft device you're talking about. Uh, the anti-theft device has to do with its, its ability to start. When the anti-theft device raises its ugly hand and says, stop, it's not going to let you start the car. It won't let you start the car. It'll still take the key, but it'll go, but it's not going to run. It's not going to start. So so anti-theft, we need to walk away from the anti-theft issue, but I am enamored by the fact that the steering wheel is 12 o'clock, 6 o'clock, instead of being 3 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Got it. What what part of the town do you live in? Arcadia. Well, Camelback and 12th. 38th Street or 28th Street. Okay. I'd take it to 25th Street Auto, 25th and Indian School. Uh, and I would tell Billy that Mark Salem says he doesn't have a prayer in hell of fixing your car for you. <laughs> and and I want to tell you something. If anybody can fix it, you he, he's right around the corner from you. Now, you, you, you really should offer the dealership. It, are you still under warranty? Yes. Okay. You, you really should offer them another opportunity. And, and and I would insist that your wife takes that car with someone and she says to them, I'm not going to have you for an hour. We're going to drive right over there and I'm going to park it and then we're going to see if it happens. I'm going to be able to demonstrate. I've been practicing. I know exactly what to do to make it happen. And I, and so I want you to come with me. Um, this this isn't going to, to center up the steering wheel and get the steering wheel straight, when you're going down the road, I need that steering wheel horizontal. I need 3 and 9 o'clock. I don't care what anybody says. I need 3 and 9 o'clock. Anything from there, that is an easy adjustment. We can make that adjustment underneath the front of the car. Okay. So that, that, might, that might be all we need is the drag link adjusted to straighten up the steering wheel for straight ahead, and Billy could do that. And if that were to fix the car, you could take the, the repair back to the dealer and say, I would like you to pay for this bill or consider paying for this bill because you've tried and couldn't. This guy fixed it for $36, $55, whatever, 
and um, would you would you be so kind as to reimburse us because now our problem is fixed. So Good. talk to Billy at 25th Street Auto and then let me know what happens. I'd appreciate that. Okay? Thank you, Mark. Okay. Good luck, Rob. 602-508-0960 and we'll be back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. You say goodbye and I say hello. With Mercari, your unneeded things can find a new life. Hello, hello. Easily list and sell. I know why you say goodbye and I say hello. Or discover great finds. Hello. Buy or sell almost anything. You say goodbye and I say hello. Download Mercari on the app stores or at Mercari.com. Mercari, your marketplace. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Uh, I want to talk real quick about auto dynamics. In my opinion, when people say I'm in Sun City, what shop should I go to? I tell them auto dynamics. They've been around since 1982. I've known Chuck Nyday since 1968. I know that he's honest. I know he ha- that he knows how to fix problems our shops create. We might include it. I have to write a check every once in a while because we make a mistake. Well, Auto Dynamics is a good shop. So if you're looking for a shop in in Sun City, I, I'd like to recommend them. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. It's called Automotive Dynamics. Let's go to the phones. Gary, you're up next. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a general question. I have a general question. Um, do any of the shops you recommend fix electric vehicles, or is that a specialty item you need to go to the dealer for? And if it's if it's not any of your shops, what does that mean for the future of uh, your type business? That that's a great question. I don't know anybody that's diving into them. Although we do have the capabilities to talk to the car, and we are still looking at that, and we're still ra- my shop is still raising their hands that. But but let's look at the real nuts and bolts here. One out of seven million four hundred and twenty-two thousand cars is an electric car today. And I made up that number just to give you a visual. I'm not real worried about the electric car thing because I've already been through points and condenser to electronic ignition. I've already been through cars with fuel uh, carburetors to fuel injection. I've already been through all of these things. And they're going to have to, the electric car is going to have the same kind of cell electronics that the gasoline car. It's only not going to have a tailpipe. So there's, it's, we're such a long way away. But I don't know anybody that's raised their hand and said, I want electric cars. But I can tell you this. 
we do batteries in the Toyotas. We do repairs on those hybrid cars, which is gas and electric. We do that, but we're we're also very we're also not proud enough to to raise our hand and say we're not the best shop for this. Now there is a Toyota Prius guy down on Washington that we send people to, who is the genius for those hybrid cars, and he does a great job. And we send everybody that we can't fix their car to him, but. The future in our cars, I mean, we've been worrying about this for a long time. <laughs> we went from bias ply to radio. We went to two-speed transmissions to 10-speed transmissions. We went from air conditioning, R1, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, the yeah, the uh, R12 to a 134 and every other Freon. So um, this is, it's a good question, and it's one that's asked often. But to be perfectly honest with you, it's just not on my radar screen at all. I'm quite sure that my my kids are going to have a business to run, and, and under the best of conditions, my grandkids will ultimately take it over after Grandpa's, you know, ashes has been spread and pasted. <laughs> so thank you very much for bringing that up, Gary. Let's move on to uh, Mark. Mark, good morning. Uh, good morning, Mark. Um, I have a motorcycle, a two-part motorcycle oil question for you. Sure. Um, what is it about the additive package that makes motorcycle oil motorcycle oil? Nothing. It's the label. It's just the label? It's the label. Okay. Now, in my owner's manual, it recommends 5,000-mile oil changes. What kind of oil? Piercing- Pure synthetic. Okay. 4,000 mile? 5,000. 5,000. What year is your motorcycle? Uh, it's a 2012 Harley-Davidson Ultra Classic. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know where we're going with this already. <laughs> um, first of all, your Harley-Davidson oil is made by a company I'm well aware of. Um, your 8090 transmission oil is a synthetic 8090 transmission oil or 8120. Your engine oil is a 2050. And you can do better than what they got in the can, as far as Mark Salem is concerned. And I, what else? What else we got? We got gear oil on that motorcycle. We got engine oil on that motorcycle, and you've got one other fluid there that um, primary. Let's say that again. The the primary fluid. Yeah, the primary chain is a cheap thirty weight. <laughs> yeah, all we got. <laughs> actually, on this on this motorcycle, they they. They tell you in the owner's manual to put 2050 in both the motor, transmission, and the primary. It's okay with me what you do, uh, but let's think about it. Do we have any spark, fuel, exhaust? Do we have any tremendous ch- ch- changes of temperature in your primary chain case oil? Nope. You could put almost anything <laughs> in there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I'm not suggesting that you deviate from your owner's manual. I have had this question I don't know how many times in my life. And I've, I've researched it again and again and again. Primary chain case, 30 weight. Cheap, cheap, 30 weight. And I know you guys are paying 10, 12, 15 more for a quart of primary chain case oil. And then you've got engine oil, which is a good 2050. And then you've got the transmission oil, which is a synthetic top-of-the-line transmission oil. So you can do better in all of those areas uh, with respect to price, but I don't think you can do better in quality because that those oils are going to come from Mobile, Shell, Phillips, or Chevron. <laughs> and, right. And and the fact of the matter is, is um, you know, if if Mobile's the same price for the, the primary, cha- or the uh, for the engine oil as 
HD is, then you know you can make that decision on your own. But let's look at the in, in the environment they live in. The primary chain case oil really and truly is just a chain oil. That's all it is. Yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not doing a whole lot. Now, if I had a Harley Davidson, um, I, I wouldn't. I I might explore like a twenty fifty. And that way it flows like a 20 weight when it's cold and flows like a 50 weight when it's hot. And I like the temperature spread for the primary chain case oil because the short drives, I like the 10, 20 weight on the, sh- on the short side. And then all of a sudden you and your buddies decide to go someplace. And as you well know, most of the guys that go in packs like that, they're racing every now and then. <laughs> and so I like the 50 weight on the top end of that. And as far as the engine oil is concerned, the 2050, I don't know if they're still calling for a 2050, but you can, you can do a synthetic 2050, which is what that probably is, and you can probably buy it cheaper. No, I so use nothing but synthetic 2050 in the motor. Yeah. Um, yeah that's and, what they recommend. And the Magnuson Moss Act says that if we say that you have to use our products in your car, we have to provide them for free. So if Chevrolet says you have to use our coolant, it has to be provided for free. And so Harley-Davidson, at least years and years ago, didn't really understand that, (laughs) and neither did a lot of the bike riders, but I think it's common knowledge now. Well, yeah, no, I never used, I I use another oil. Mm -hmm. It's the same way with General Motors and Motorcraft and all that. It's the same thing. It's all those oil. If you if they say you got to use it, you, you got to provide it for free. But your your Harley is an example of of a real hybrid with respect to fluids and and lubricants, and I mean, they've done a really good job on marketing their brand. And I especially like the price point on their brand because no matter what I sell a Harley guy, I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs> with respect to fluids, that's reflect. And as you well know, that you can buy them cheaper than what, um, what. You, there is a, a a high and a low price point with respect to that. Anyway, Mark, uh, st- uh, that was Mark. Josh and Ken, you stay there because you're number two, one and two on the other side of this break, and that means we have open lines available at six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, this is Allison Ferno, host of the new show, American Ammo. Catch me on 960 AM every Saturday, 2 to 2.30. We talk about local, AZ, and national policy, exposing the darkness and equipping you with truth and action steps to get involved. Sponsored by Realtor Julia Rice with My Home Group. She believes in faith, family, and freedom. If you are a vet or a first responder, ask about a special discount. Contact Julia at 623-261-5956 or visit her website at juliarice.mydoorsoul.com. 
How can you face the pandemic in optical, physical, mental, and spiritual health and without fear? It's open to the public, it's free of charge, and it's coming to Chase Field January 7th and 8th. What is it? It's the first of its kind health summit with intensive seminars, free medical services for the community, and did we mention a free meal for the first 10,000 attendees on Saturday, January 8th. Featured speakers will be the world-renowned Dr. Peter McLaughlin, as well as a virtual experience by former HUD director, Dr. Ben Carson. Seminars on immunity, mental and physical health, and liberty of consent will be provided. This event is hosted by the nonprofit Phoenix's own Liberty and Health Alliance. Thanks to generous donors, they will be providing a large but limited number of free medical tests to assess your current state of health and immunity. Free testing begins Friday, January 7th at 3 p.m., followed by health seminars beginning at 7 p.m. The summit begins at 9 a.m. Saturday, January 8th, and wraps up Saturday evening. Visit libertyandhealth.org for free registration. Space is limited. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. I'm going to do as fast as I can so I can get to the callers. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is owned by Nate. Nate is the kind of guy you hope marries your daughter. He is a stand-up guy. He knows what he's doing. He's polite as all heck. He's married, too, by the way. But he knows diesels. He knows the Chevy, the Ford, the Dodges, and most of the other diesels he has a pretty good handle on. So Nate's up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. If you have a Chevy, a Dodge, or a Ford, and you're having a tough time getting it fixed because you got a check engine light and you got low power and the wastegate isn't being opened and there's vacuum leaks and all that kind of stuff, Nate can take care of those. Strictly diesel service and repair. Let's go to the phones. Josh, thanks for holding. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. I, Good morning. I, I just bought a, um, a Cadillac, and it didn't come with a spare tire. Um, what do you recommend? I, it's got high-speed tires on it now. Do you recommend on my next set uh, run flats or? You know, there's there's a couple of things. Well, let me ask you this. When was the last time you had a flat tire? Well, I haven't. I mean, I, I just got the vehicle in November. I know, but in so, your life. but, but in in your... Yeah, yeah, in general, uh, probably at least two or three years. Okay. Um People that that have the run flat tires, they can trust those, but 
you're really limited with respect to speed when you're limping in. So it's not like you're going to be able to drive a run flat at 70 miles an hour. That's a bad idea. Um, there's a lot of people that will go get a small wheel and tire and put it into the trunk of the car and have their own. There's a lot of people that will carry those those cans of sealer. And you don't pull the nail out, but if it's cut with some big piece of metal, you're not going to ever seal it up. And, and at that point, you're going to have to have road service, which brings us to the third option. And people with no flats oftentimes will embrace AAA or other road service groups. But most of the time, you have road service on your policy, on your insurance anyway. So if you do, then at that point, other than some inconvenience, it's not a big deal. You have a flat tire, you call a tow truck, takes you to a discount tire or whatever, and you get a tire. So those are kind of your options. For me, I haven't had, knock on wood, God, please, Lord, don't hit me and make me admit next week I had a flat, but I haven't had a flat in I don't know how long, and neither has anybody in my family. And so I just think that the risk is much different today than it was before. Okay, Mark, I appreciate the information. Okay, good luck to you, Josh. Thank you very much. Ken, you're up next. How can I help you? I was inquiring about getting my transmission uh, rebuilt. I got a 2006 Monte Carlo 3.9. Okay. And what what's the matter with the transmission? What's it doing or not doing? Well, when I bought the vehicle, somebody um, didn't fix the dipstick. And it took me a while to figure out that, that that's where it was leaking. So it's obvious they ran the transmission low on fluid. And it was weak. You know, after I bought it, I noticed it was getting week and now it's this it still works but i can tell it's shifting bad and it, you know it's hesitant when you take off okay and well even now it's making an idle rough okay all right well you got a lot of moving parts here a transmission is a hydraulic component when it runs out of fluid it doesn't move we're done no right. more damage that's it you're just not going to move so it's not like you can just slip this thing and wipe the whole thing out on anything that's been made in the last 15 years because it's oh, not okay. going to let you do that. So I think what I would do if I were you is, is I would have someone identify what you've got right now because there's a lot of times people come in, I won't do it. You can't bring your car to my shop and tell me to rebuild the transmission if I can't find out that it is, in fact, the transmission. Because when I give you your car back after giving you a bill for two or three thousand dollars, and you go, well, it's still doing it. And I go, wait a minute, I you diagnosed it. You asked me to fix the transmission. You don't want to be in that in that in that bad situation. So, what part of town do you live in? I'll send you to somebody who you could just I'm take right it to. I'm right in the middle of Phoenix. I'm right in the middle of Phoenix. Okay, what about That's Billy at Twenty Fifth Street Auto Indian School Twenty Fifth Street? Close. I heard you mention his name earlier, and I thought about calling him, and I will do so. Okay, and then I've got, I got another guy. I've got um, uh, David over at uh, Martin's Auto on 16th Street South Indian School, I think, or south of Thomas, Martin's Auto. Yeah, He's I been know around that. since, yeah, Jesus was a baby. So either one of those two guys, I think it would be good to have them drive it, have them look at it, and, and make sure you can demonstrate the issue to them. And then the question is, is if this was your car, what would you do? And could I take your family to Tucson on a shopping spree? And if he won't let you take his family, that means he knows the transmission's NFL, not for long. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. a conversation with you. I tried to before, but I got to a slow start. I know you don't have much time for it. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for calling. And uh, you know what? I'm going to take Ken anyway because he's been waiting. So, Ken, you're up next. 
Oh, that was? Oh, that's right. That was. That's right. Okay, and then we're going to hope. Bill, you stay there. I'll be right back. Can I take the break now? Oh, do I really have to kill 30 seconds? Okay, fine. 602-508-0960. My email is mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. You're welcome to... Send me an email, and if you'll give me a phone number, sometimes I have lots of questions i got to ask you, like how many miles it's got and stuff that you forgot to tell me. So it's kind of nice, and I always call on a blocked line. So if I call and you don't answer, I'll leave a message and say, hey, I'm going to call back in 10 minutes, and hopefully you'll answer. That's how it works. Six o- at, at the phone number for the shop or for this uh, call is 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Hugh Hewitt can't trust the CDC. CDC is a completely collapsed agency. That is... Uh, it's so tr- obviously true. They have no ability to message. Dr. Fauci thinks going on the Sunday shows and talking to the same 4 million people. And there are 4 million people who watch the Sunday show. Uh, he thinks those 4 million people are the only ones that matter. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 4 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. So, Justin, I was playing that video game, Force Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like ribbit and i saw an owl too then i played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles like wet water then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long oh that's a uh, pretty cool too this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank 
with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When I started in high school in gas stations was 1968. Thompson's Auto Repair in Towing and Mesa, they come from families that were back then mobile dealers, Union 76 dealers, and Shell dealers. So Brian and Thelma, their parents were the people that ran, st- and when I went to service station meetings with my boss, I met their parents. So when you have that kind of a track record, then I have to tell you the only shop that qualifies with my list of requirements is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. They've been around at that location since 1970, and they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. It's well worth the drive, and when you meet Brian and his wife, Thelma, you'll understand why I am so excited to have them on our list of the best car repair shops, according to Mark Salem. Let's go back to the phones, and let's pick up with Bill. Bill, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. I have a Jeep Compass, and it has the auto stop and start on it, which Jeep I guess thinks it uh, will save fuel. I'm concerned about battery and starters and the fuel, as I've tried to test it, sometimes using it, sometimes not, doesn't seem to make much difference. Your recommendation. You know, it's it's a flip of a coin. I, I want to tell you that I understand that the starter and the battery and that kind of stuff is an issue. But to be honest with you, in those cases that I've been asked to look at, address, examine the car on behalf of insurance companies or lawyers or dealerships or car manufacturers, it's not been a problem. It is an emissions idea. I don't think it's the best one they're going to come up with. <laughs> It's, it is just too uncomfortable to have the engine die at a traffic light and have the oil pressure go to zero for the normal person. We're trained them all these years to do this, and now we're telling them just ignore the fact that the gauges went to zero. That's just not going to work. So I don't see a problem that's created by the start and stop. Um, obviously, you, you can manage w- whether it's on or off as much as you want, but I I. I'd, I want to kind of say, don't worry about the starter and the battery and the electrical system. I, I think I think that's the that's not that's not something you should spend much time on. Well, Jeep must consider it a problem with the battery because they put a, a heavy duty battery in because of it. Well, and 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 okay, if if for if for some reason we're going to double or triple the time that we're going to end then yes, we're going to put a bigger battery in there. And according to our studies, and I'm just making this up as I go along, our studies, we need a 400 cca battery for normal traffic, and we're going to put a 700 cca battery in this start-stop vehicle. We're going to make sure that we have it. But in reality, a battery is expected life in the Arizona area with our extreme hot and cold temperatures, plus our bumpy roads, which vibration is a killer of batteries, is really a three- to four-year anyway. So if if you're if if you have a start stop problem and you have a battery that's in its third or fourth year, you're already past what I believe to be are is the window of uh, of replacement. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, All thank right. you very much. Uh, leave it alone is what you're telling me. I, you know, if I had one of those, I I would just simply disable it. I, I wouldn't yeah. like that. Well, it's got. I have to turn it off every time I start it. it there's no way to disengage it, at least that I know of. Uh, nothing in the uh, owner's manual that says I can disengage it and have it off. 
I have okay. to turn it off every time. Okay, try this. Um, when you come up to a traffic light, go do this tomorrow morning. Just drive it in a parking lot, and when you're coming up to the thing, then throw it into neutral. Uh, okay, well, I can just turn it off. It's got a button on it that I can turn it off easier than that. Okay, well, I'm just wondering, will the engine stay running if I throw it into neutral? Yes, it will. Okay, okay, and then could you just put it back into drive and take off when the light turns green? I could, yes. Why? why yeah. I mean, that, that isn't that kind of the mid-range, middle ground? Well, yeah, I, I can just, uh, it's got a button right next to the gear shift that I can just touch that, and it's off until I restart it the next time. I understand. It and, defaults to start-stop, and you have to yes. manually override that. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right, Bill. Good luck, buddy. Thank you, thank you. Gary, you're up next. Hi, Mark. I have a follow-up question I called earlier about the golf cart batteries. Um, and I just, real quick, I, I charged the first two uh, batteries. I got it up to like 5.7 uh, volts on each battery. And then I tried the charger. It didn't light up. And then I've got it going on all uh, all six batteries now. Is that is that a good? It's slowly going up, but it's taking time uh, to build that up should i be doing them all at the same time well uh, you're doing the all with the the charger that came with the golf cart right uh well i'm doing it with my truck right now to get a charge so that okay. they the uh char- the, the charger for the golf cart uh you know we wanted to build up something so it would it would light up and and actually start charging and you had said jump it, you know, with your right. I, with I another remember. vehicle. Okay. Okay. Um, you, I, I, when you get the batteries up to the five five and three quarter mark on a six a, a fully charged six volt battery is about six and a half, maybe seven volts. That's a fully okay. charged battery. So when you're at five seven five, you're almost there. So you could leave your truck there until you get all of them up to there. But then if you can't get the be- the normal charger to take control of your golf cart, then there's a problem there. You're going to have to deal with that okay. problem. I was just thinking we have to get the threshold higher than it is and then go from okay. there. But what I don't want you to do is, is I don't want you to cook the batteries anyway. So um, keep your hands on the side of the case of the batteries and don't let them get hot. They can be warm, but they can't be hot, Okay. 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 Good luck, uh, Gary. And then, uh, is there a certain voltage that you that you uh, before that charger would would you know sense that? Is there something a certain voltage that I, I, I'm looking I'm, for? I'm thinking that the batteries individually and as a group have to be somewhere between I don't know five seven five eight and north of that. Okay. Um, okay. That's I, I would think that because it, you're going to be six and a half all the way around when they're all fully charged, uh, assuming that you're okay. going to test them independent of one another. So, got to run, Gary. Thank you very much. Joe, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, hi. Uh, I have a, a, a 2001 Chevy, and it's got high mileage, and it has low oil pressure. It's starting to decrease in the oil pressure. And so my my question is, if I put a pump in, is it worth putting a pump in, or um, if I do, is it a high-pressure uh, high pump, a high-volume pump? Okay. Well, first of all, let's talk about how, what are you using, what are you seeing that tells you that you've had a drop in oil pressure? Uh, just the idiot gauge on the dash. Okay. Now, on the gauge itself, it has what we call a goal post. 
So it has two vertical lines that are kind of like the windshield, and then in the middle of those two vertical lines, there's a range that's normal. Uh, There's some numbers on it, and 40 is the middle straight up, 20. Okay, good, good, good. And it it doesn't go above uh, 20, 25, and then at idle, it'll drop down uh, to to the zero range. Okay. I keep it. Okay, I understand. Now, when it drops down to zero, does the red light come on, or is there any clattering that you're hearing from the motor? No, it knocks okay. when it's cold. It knocks when it's cold, and it's at low idle. Uh, rev it up, and then uh, as it warms up a little bit, the knocking is okay. Less. All right. Well, I think what you should first do is is go buy a new oil pressure switch. Okay. And I think you should replace the oil pressure switch first. Um, that's usually at the back of the engine. And you need a special socket to do that. And it's really, you know, it's sometimes that they're hard to get to, and sometimes they aren't. Us old guys, we don't think it's very hard to get to them. But, or it could be down by the oil, oil filter, too. So I would put an oil pressure switch in it and see if that changes the gauge. But what you're missing is that I need to hear is the clattering. If you have if you have oil pressure that's substandard, you're going to have an engine clatter. You're going to have lifters clattering, and you haven't said anything about that. So I'm suspect of the gauge or the sending unit. I'm not suspect that you're running because if you run down the road with low oil pressure and you're doing 60, 70, and if your wife's driving 80 miles an hour, it ain't going to last very long at 10 pounds of psi. Uh, no, when it's when it's running at speed, it's up around 20, 25. Okay. So I guess my 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 fear is that, well, like you said, that it may be the gauge then. Yeah. I, you're, you're missing some real, uh, real strong. This is what I hear when we lose oil pressure, uh, clatter. I'm, I need to have clatter involved in this conversation. Without clatter, then I'm thinking, nah, oil pressure switch, oil gauge, something like that. Well, when I was running, I, I did run it a little low, like. Uh, you know, a quart lower so, and it does have a constant uh, noise then. Okay, did, and, and when you and, put a quart back in it, did the noise go away? Yes. Okay, okay. I, I, I can't, I, I can't really explain it because now, now we've we've got this this kind of moving target. When a motor starts knocking, it ain't going to get better. When the motor starts clattering, it, it'll get better with oil, but not a quart. It's, that's okay. unusual. Um, the, the, here's what I think you should do. You should take it to a garage, call a garage and say, can I borrow or can I rent a manual gauge from you for 24 hours? I want you to take my oil pressure switch out, put your manual gauge, tape it to the windshield, bring it up through the crack of the hood, tape it to the windshield, and all I want to do, I'll pay you a deposit. I want to put a manual gauge on it, and I want to drive it for 24 hours or two days and see if a shop okay. will do that. I mean, we do that. We've done that for our customers over the years with no problem. So that's really what you need to do. We need to find out if we've got a problem or not, and if we have a problem with the sending unit or if we have a problem with the oil pressure. Those are the two issues. Or the gauge. Those are the three issues. Okay? Okay. Very right. good. Good luck, Joe. Thank you. Car repair is hard enough, um, it, but what's really important, and I think if you listen to the show, I ask a lot of questions. That's what's missing when you're talking to the YouTube genius um, who abs- who is really a convict in a Maryland prison. The fact of the matter is is that you have to ask the right questions. Let's just use Joe as an example, and I'm not picking on Joe. He's he's talking about putting an oil pump in the, in his truck, 
um, in, and for his engine. And that's a big job. Oftentimes you have to pull the exhaust. You have to pull the oil pan. And when you pull the oil pan, then you're going to clean it up and you're going to have to get the gasket right. And there's a 50-50 chance that a novice is going to have an oil leak after they do all that work. Because they're not going to get the gasket on right. And you know how Mark knows this is because when he was young, he didn't get the first 20 gaskets on right. But now he gets 100%. So those are the kinds of discussions that you have to have. You have to have that kind of talk back and forth. So if if you call up the shop and say, I have this, and he goes, oh, you need a new transmission, I'd probably make a couple other calls. Because I'm not capable of diagnosing a bad transmission over the phone any better than anybody else in town is. Unless, of course, you put it in drive and it don't move. <laughs> and it's full of fluid and it doesn't move. And the fluid's burnt. And the fluid smells really, really bad. And it's got 250,000 miles on it. Okie dokie. I'm pretty sure you need a transmission. <laughs> so those are the kinds of... This is the discussion. And there's three answers when you're talking to your technician or to the shop owner or the service writer. Three answers to every question. Yes, no, or I don't know. Now, the women have no problem with the I don't know. But guys, (laughs) man, they'll make stuff up. They're just kind of embarrassed to have a female service writer ask them a question and they have to answer it with I don't know. And, of course, I'm teasing everybody about it. I'm not serious. But the idea is, is that's what's really what's good successful car repairs all about women husband says to take it to the shop and tell them this ladies you say write it down big dog write it down tell tell them what you want to tell them and i'm going to hand that to them i am not going to be in the middle between you and the hairy chested technician over at the repair shop we've been using for 20 years i'm not going to do that honey write it down send it to give it to me and i'll hand it to him So I'm not going to represent what you want him to do. Or I'll just tell him to call you at work. That's it. Those are the kinds of things that make car repair bad and good. And I especially have a a soft spot in my heart for ladies that come in because when they hit the front counter, you can tell they don't want to be there. They've got a big laundry list that they've been told by their husband. (laughs) And Now, a a list of of stuff he wants done is, is one thing. The problem is, is why does he want it done? I don't know. Well, the, Joe's wife, um, uh, she, he says it's got low oil pressure, so we put this back together, and guess what? It has the same oil pressure it had when we started after we spent $800. Now what happens? Oh, let's replace the oil pressure switch. Oh, the oil pressure switch is 20 bucks. The labor to install it's 20 bucks. This was really a $40 repair. We should have just done that at the front end of this deal. That's kind of what it's all about. So just do your best to talk about symptoms, hot, cold, left, right. When does it do it? When doesn't it do it? All that kind of stuff. That helps a lot. My email address is mark at marksalem.com, mark with a K at marksalem, spelled like the cigarette, dot com, mark at marksalem.com, and make sure you give me a phone number. And I usually call back on a block line, but we have lots to talk about. And, uh, and I, I do as many calls a day as I can. So anyway, we'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT. I'm Mark Salem. God bless you. Have a good week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.